some of the best elk hunters in the world. Across the canyon, pop up the other side, and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the baddest one, not you. I love it, man. I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them. you got to close that distance really quick on him. And if you can engage that much, that's a dead bull. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. Uh, man, it's been a long time coming. Uh, every time I said, okay, I'm going to catch up with Thomas... I don't know. I get busy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, got a hold of your two some reads last year, and no bullshit. I can't. I cannot. If unless it has a frame, just because I I've learned I struggled, and I'm like I don't need to relearn something. Uh, Jeff makes those freaking diaphragms sing so. Sweet. He does. He does. He impressed me the first time I met Jeff. He came by my booth grabbed one of those diaphragms, one of our Patriot diaphragms, opened up the package, shoved it in his mouth, and just made it sound better than I've heard anybody use that diaphragm. I mean, it, I was What's like, funny is, so we went down to Texas, I don't know, it seems like it's been a month ago now, and uh, hunting exotics were down there, right? And now Dad were a little hard to come in, and uh, he started calling to him, so he'd hear them talking, and dude, I mean, the guy's level of ability, ability of mimicry is second to none i mean he's calling in out that. i've awesome. never even heard of it right and he's, Man. yeah so he videos himself doing this as he's in the stand and then we get back and it's like man i didn't see a freaking animal you know and he's showing us i go dude send me that video so he sends the video to all of us and we're all in a tree stand holding it up <laughs> And he sounds just—he <laughs> has them talking back to him. Oh my God! That is hilarious. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff can call. Yeah. Be it on a diaphragm or a freaking uh, <laughs> just the mimicry part. But my point of that was is I, I got here too last year, right? And I really want to dive dive into the tubes. Not necessarily if there's anything proprietary or whatever. Sure. I understand, but they're. There's not enough to just say, here's a wiffle ball back, cut the ends off of it and start blowing. Right. right. And and as soon as I put this up to my mouth, and I think I told you that last year, I was like, holy crap, the sound, the resonance, at least for my ears, was perfect. Yeah. I carried yeah. this sucker around this year, man, and I just fell in love with it. Um, it, it actually handles like lower tone sounds better, uh, cow, calf sounds to get them to carry. I, I just really liked its... Hey guys, can I get everybody inside? The calling seminar is about to start. Uh, I'm going to give you two minutes to get in here. Um, and uh, we'll start in about two minutes. So go ahead and come up. So even on those, on those, you know, softer, quieter sounds, it kept the same tonal qualities that I want, that I wanted to hear, right? It's going to be different from person to person. So I really wanted to dive into the diaphragm, or excuse me, the, the, uh, tubes, what you're doing to those tubes, whatever you're willing to disclose. Sure. Cause there's more than 
again, Wolfie Ball Bat cutting the ends off. Of yeah, it. So yeah. Do a little bit of an intro, uh, and then we'll go there. Yeah. So my name's Tom Deesing. I'm the owner of Mile High Note Game Calls, and uh, we've been in business since 2013. So been around a little while now. Uh, we're in Shield stores and Jack stores in Colorado, and then still a bunch of other little shops and stuff all over. Um, can look at our website. It's milehighnotegamecalls.com. But I designed this tube. It's been actually, I think it's been five years now. I had a prototype, I think six years ago. And then we pulled the trigger on the prototype because we really liked it. But um, the first thing we did with the tube is we insisted that it was really, really hard, like really hard plastic, really hard. And then what I did, which um, I hadn't seen done before, was I dropped a canal in the middle of the tube. So just like a real small canal. And we dropped a rubber ring for, it's it's probably not really rubber, it's, it's another substance, but it's very similar to rubber. I don't want to give it away too much, but, but we dropped that. If you not signed up for the Elk Pond Contest, please go to the registration room and get signed up. Uh, we, we are going to make two separate youth divisions. We're going to do from 12 to 17, and then we're going to do from 11 and under. So we're going to break it up into three different divisions. So we're going to have the adult division, the uh, kids division, and the tox division. So if you guys have not signed up, or if your kid has not signed up, please go to the registration book and write your name down and get signed up. That's what happens at these lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we dropped a, a rubber ring in the middle of the tube. And really what it does is when you hit those high notes with that tube, it stops the vibration. It, it like dampens the vibration of the tube. And then you don't get that plastic sound. So it eliminates that plastic sound. And then what we did is we narrowed the end towards the mouthpiece to help build back pressure in there for the lower grunting and, and chuckling. So we have gotten so much good feedback on these tubes though, like you, you know, uh, uh, Elk Calling Academy does a grunt tube challenge every year and uh, they put our tube up against, you know, all the big boys and um, I think it was in 2021 or 2022 and uh, he would go out into the woods and do a routine with seven different grunt tubes. Introduce our elk calling seminar. Uh, this is Mr. Joe Julia of the Elk Bros. If you guys have never heard him do a seminar, you definitely want to sit by and listen to me. It's amazing. And uh, he knows how to break it down. So I would like to introduce Joe Julia, guys. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it might Joe, be. If Joe gets on the PA, we might have to pause it and pick up. Joe has a big mouth. Yes, Joe, I said it. For those of you that are outside, Joe Julia is about to start his seminar, so please come in if you want to hear it. You will not regret it. Yeah, just shy of cutting it open, trying to figure out what you guys did, because it's it's very obvious the first time you use it. I mean, yeah. it just keeps... And, and now, I don't want people to think, well, you know... We want, you know, we want that resonance coming off of that. It holds resonance, but it also is very, very, very clean when you pull that plastic vibration out of it. Yeah. It is amazing. And the other thing we did is we put a really tight cover on it. So, and we wrapped it around the end. 
we you know we did a little bit of extra stuff like we put a patch on there instead of just a iron on we sew a patch on and then uh you know we put the cord on there with a grommet so you'll never get tearing of the cover or anything right. um but yeah i've had people tell me they rake trees with the thing they you know my son ran over it with the four-wheeler and it deformed it a little bit but he just popped it right back open and kept on kept trucking. on trucking with it you know so they're super durable and i've been every time i i blow on it and i go man i'll start you know putting it into the light i'm like okay that's baffled that's choked what is that right there <laughs> <laughs> right about right yeah. about here yeah and it's like okay there's something going on here. but man it's just the super super clean sound so how how many iterations because you, I imagine you got to build it, try it, build it, try it, build it, try it. It's yep. not like you can add yep. on because of the construction. You know, I kind of had the thought in my head what I wanted, and it, and it actually worked out pretty well. The first one we did, we we used a clear plastic, and that was different. And um, we got away from that after that first iteration. But uh, but we've gone through a lot of these things now, and uh, I keep thinking to myself, you know, I really should probably come up with a new design but then i'm thinking but why this thing sounds so good you know and and i can keep the cost you know 32 bucks for a grunt tube is pretty darn cheap in today's world you know so i mean i think i'm just gonna keep running with this thing i mean it's just such a great tube and we've had some uh elk calling academy i was talking about earlier and uh, michael batiste runs that and he was uh who's doing... that guy <laughs> no, i don't think i've ever heard of michael michael who that's yassi yeah <laughs> but he was doing that that grunt tube challenge and long story short we ended up on top we got 65 percent of the vote so you know even the people following elk calling academy thought our tube was top notch and sound yeah. great so what, what what's the difference because there's some tubes where they do the external rubber ring and I know that in my head, there's some detriment to that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not playing favorites or you right. know, somebody shit apart. But anytime rubber, latex or whatever is exposed to elements, it hardens, it gets dry rot, gets brittle. Yeah. Outside of the obvious with that, what are the main benefits that you saw by actually incorporating whatever that material is into the tube versus having just the external? Right. Well, you you made a good point. First of all, it's not going to rot as much because it's you know it's not getting any sunlight or any air. Really, the cover protects it. But really, what the whole channel was about was developing like a two chambered tube. So we felt like if we had two chambers, and it's not totally sealed off in there. The it's just a little bit of a lip. But it also helps build that back pressure, you know, because you just need something to have that sound roll back, you know, when you're when you're taking that, you know, that mm-hmm. sucking in sound to make those grunting noises. But it was about the dual chamber, really. And and we dropped that rubber ring in there. So it was really a dual purpose. We wanted to get the chambers together, but we wanted to put that rubber between those two chambers to cut down on any vibration in the tube as well. So it's like, yeah, I, you know, you, you, you repeat something over and over. It just sounds like you're blowing smoke up somebody's ass, but I can't, I'm telling you, you put this thing to your mouth and you, as, as soon as you hit it, like, and, and maybe, maybe it's my ears, right? Maybe because I, I call on it a lot, you know, it just, it's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. And the other thing that's really great about it is it's not giant. 
You know, that was the only. It's thing. not a giant tube. That was it's, the only thing I struggled with because I'm used to carrying a right. big ass bat. Right. Right. So I and I did, and I should have. So I have one of the uh, bendable calls or bendable products uh, holsters. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even think about it. Right. And the other ones got left at home, and I put my to pack put it on, in there, and that sucker fell right through. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit smaller and a little bit lighter and yeah. yep. but the size the sound and i mean it produces right and i think that's kind of a fallacy too is like you, you look at you know a big old bat and you're thinking that that's volume right that's, right right that's yeah that's gonna you know cast this thing out and it's it's material it's you know creating the chamber it's the back pressure it's it's all that stuff combined that really makes a good tube so it doesn't have to be this monstrous thing right you know? right right oh um, and it's and the plastic is so is this like a HDPE if you can divulge or um some kind of polyethylene yeah 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 it, it is and uh yeah because it's stout it is stout, it is stout. yeah it, it's very very hard I'm you a, can't even squeeze it I'm I mean a nerd right so it, <laughs> you know what I mean? like I geek out like I want to pick it apart and I told you right outside <laughs> what of makes it so yeah, good yeah. yeah outside of cutting this sucker down the middle yep. I'm like, okay, I'm pulling my cover back. I'm like, all right, it's definitely got to be a polyethylene. Because there's not many many plastics that are going to be that thin and get that rigid and stiff. Right. Even, I mean, yeah, the circle with the arch thing, I mean, you got, you know, you got forces there. But um, just a super impressive tube, man. What's, what do you guys have new? I know you do a lot of combo packs. Yeah. And we're, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here because my brain just fires, but where do you guys see yourself in terms of like your diaphragms right for me i actually have one that you gave me last year and i still try to use them and yeah. my sounds are getting better um but where you at with your diaphragms in comparison to the market and then your package deals are sweet you know like you should say your tubes only 30 some odd bucks plus you can get into an assortment of reads yeah with with your packages and i thought that was a pretty cool deal too. yep and that's been really really good for us i mean we sell a lot of those kits you know we get you get an elk calling class in the kit and you get a couple of reads you know the grunt tube um call case and you know it's 50 bucks and most tubes on the market are 60 so right. you know so you know we're doing pretty well with our reads um you know we're, we're so far we've we're, we've been sticking with the classic flat read mm -hmm. you know the the old kind of the old school if you will flat reads i have the recipes dialed in and for a recipe i'm talking about thickness of latex stretch of the latex you know once i got those recipes dialed in for each of our calls um we keep it right there and the best thing about our our calls is i'm the only one making them so you I know, know I see your videos yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 when i was going a little crazy yeah. in the basement there yeah <laughs> but uh you know and and i don't know how long this will continue you know me being the only one making them but i always tell guys if you buy a call here today you know then you see it at shield six months from now i made both of those calls so it's going to be consistent and it's going to be stretched to the same stretch every time. That you know? is very, very important. And I don't think people realize how important that is when you go, I don't care what call it is, what color it is, what stretch, what thickness latex, if it is not consistent as it's going in, getting pressed down, it's a different yeah, yeah. man. Or if you use a different thickness of latex, it yeah. just changes the call completely, yeah. you know? So it talk about, you know, trying to, 
trying to uh, do some R&D on making elk calls. I mean, I probably made a thousand of them before I made a good one that right. sounded right, you know, and then I was like, okay, that's the one. We got to lock and, in on it. And you have everything right. You have single all the way up to triple. Yeah, single, double, triple, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All so different thicknesses of latex we use. And Walk us through the, the single, double, triple so folks understand what we're talking about. Because generally speaking, right, when in, in the call realm today, in this market, you generally see a single latex with some type of dome, or raised yep, yep, pallet plate yep. right around that frame. So how does that that single, double, triple play into that? So the single is is kind of what I steer people towards that are learning, that are just coming out and learning it. But, you know, I've got a hunting partner that's been hunting with me for, you know, 30 years or something, and he loves the single, so he sticks with it. But for me, I like the double and triple because I can blow harder on it without it cutting out. And you can just really, really rip on them. Um, but, you know, I, I have people tell me that they can't use my calls because they don't have domes on them. And, and it is very important to get a call you're comfortable with, one that fits in your mouth really well. But for me, I've, I've always used calls without domes. And I've always felt like, you know, there's a big market out there. I can call with a dome, you know, and a lot of people can call with a dome. And they think that they can't call without a dome. But in reality, if you practice a little bit, you can. And for me, it's just keeping costs down. You know, why add cost to the call? The dome doesn't make it sound any different. You know, it's just a matter of placing it in your mouth in the right position. Um, I'll probably break down at some point and come out with a dome call. You know, I've been... I, I mean, I but, gotta say, though, with without the dome, you have, you have world class world champion callers yeah right with mile high note behind yeah. them right that i mean you listen to those guys that call with it there's something and i'm not sure exactly what it is but there is something about not having the pallet plate and i don't know if it's, it's their ability to seal or, or in, in lieu of the pallet plate or right. what it is that they're doing but it just sounds so freaking sweet i mean there's guys that were winning comps and they moved away and haven't moved, won any comps <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> right and yeah. it's just like huh yeah right? it's yeah. that says a lot about it right yeah and it's just like you said I, and the more you play with it i think the easier it becomes and for some people i'm stubborn right it's like man well i know this and i get right. frustrated if i can't do something but i do tell, tell people all the time you know you're gonna find that call that you really like and you know, stick with it because that's, that's what works for you. You know, there's see, and 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 I don't believe that. I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I mean, this is not. This is a. This is a fraction. This is a fraction of this. I try. Oh my gosh, brother. Oh yeah, look at them all. <laughs> like there, there is no for me chasing elk. It's like man, this yep. stuff is all experimental. You got a Let's, you got an elk call problem. There, I, well, man. I got everything. I want to know. <laughs> look at I told you I know what I, I I'm pretty sure I know the realm of that plastic. But there's there's so much out there, and it's worth it's worth trying. It is. It's worth trying a lot of calls. Yeah. What's funner than sitting there talking to elk? Like yeah. you can't make me believe that there's much more on the mountain that's nope. better than nope. that, right? Oh, unless you're a, a hardcore mule deer, a hardcore sheep guy, there's right. not much. Right. Better. But I mean, yeah, that might be a slight problem. <laughs> 
but it is. I always tell people you can never have too many alt calls, man. Dude, it's like, <laughs> you know, why not experiment, right? And then for me, it's just like, I want to know what everything does. I want to know how it sounds. I want to be the best I could be out on the mountain. So what I'll do is, some of these calls are probably three years old. And I'm going to go through calls. And then usually by August, I got three to four and that's set. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going on the mountain this year. And we're going to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> I got... I probably have almost every bugle tube on the market because it's the same thing. I want to know how it sounds. Right, right. right. How can I, I can't blow your diaphragm if I don't have it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's true. And uh, so I, I can always encourage people, you know, depending on what your pocket can do, you know, try everything. Yeah. Right? There's no end-all, be-all in the Oakwoods. And then everybody that I sit down with that's, you know, that's in the business, air quote, they'll tell you, like... And everybody on the mountain is doing the same thing. Do something different. Right, and right. That's what that means. Changing the tonal qualities, even via di the diaphragm. You bet. Right? So yep. it's like, yep. it's easy for me. I'll buy a call day long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's, like I said, that's a fraction of what's sitting back here. I have a couple of yours, a couple more natives. <laughs> I went and stole off a of Slayer's table when they oh, were yeah. talking earlier. <laughs> me and Joe sat down to talk and I was like, let's get a couple of these diaphragms. <laughs> so we went and grabbed it. I got, and look at, I'm smart. So I saved my triple. Oh yeah. Until yeah. I get the other one down. That's my favorite. That's my son's favorite too. But I, I actually, for years, I loved the double read. And I just stuck with that when I hunt, just because I don't have to blow as hard on it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's sweet. The double, between that single and double, I'll lean to the double. And I'm like, until I get the double, this is going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, Stay that triple you'll be able to blow your brain. See, and I'm out heavy. Minutes. I'm heavy diaphragm. Yeah, right. I'm you'll light. love bugling with that yeah. triple. I'm man. pretty it's... light on my tongue as needed, but pretty heavy diaphragm generally speaking. Yeah. So I, I already knew what I was in for with that one. Um, and it's just a matter of fighting through my my stubbornness. Oh, uh, what else do you guys have? Um, we came out, I think, a year ago you now. I think we've had a full year with it, a Patriot line. So um, we came out with a single, double, triple Patriot reads. We put a fancier tape on them, American flags, you know, and um, we got a special patch for our grunt tube that has American flag logo on it. Yep. There it is. And then uh, we made a deal with Rocky Mountain Heroes Foundation uh, that we would give them 5% of all of our Patriot sales to uh they take out uh veterans and their families on uh cow hunts and bull hunts and different all kinds of hunts you know antelope everything up there in Col in northern colorado and um that's been really fun you know doing doing those calls uh for the uh patriot line um and what else do we got we uh we came out with the uh, floozy and that was quite a few years ago but we've we've uh i've got a new guy that's turning the wood now for those and he's just incredible man he does an incredible job these are like high-end calls for 40 bucks you know you're getting coca-bola wood premium wood calls that's your external that's our external read and then uh we decided to come out with a little cheaper call which we did on a 3d printer and it's an external recall as well and uh that's the little minx. So, so that's and the two. Yeah, that's these two guys oh, you gotta here. Give them a toot, man. You gotta so hear it. the little minx is just a real. It's kind of a subtle call. <laughs> so 
so that's the little minx call and then uh our big bigger little bigger floozy call a little bit louder you know a little and a little nasal yeah the the wood for me does it on the open reed calls you know we i was going to come out with a line that was acrylic but after hearing some of the acrylic calls on elk calls i don't really like the sound of them as much there's just some plasticky or some sound that i i just say that it doesn't set right with me so i i stick with the wood because i think the wood has to just enough density to deaden the call a little bit or take that plastic sound out of the call so and that's that's what it's all about grunt tube or you know whatever call you're using you want it to be as realistic as possible and we found the wood barrels really help with that so you said when you buy a package you get a calling class what's that about so uh, it's on a cd and i also have just a i've got it on my website now as well so you can scan a qr code and i take you through a whole calling class basically from placement of the reed the beginning sounds to make all the way through cow and bull sounds and uh it's worth its weight in gold and i originally did it as a cd because there was cds in everybody's trucks but anymore (laughs) those cds are pretty hard to find those cd players so we came up with a little qr code you can scan listening to this (laughs) that probably don't know what a cd is right It's like, man, the gray hair don't make you feel old enough. Realizing that there's folks that don't I know, know. What a compact disc is. And in its day, you know, it was like worth its weight in gold because yeah. we had uh, wives. We were saving marriages. You know, we had guys that were practicing in the car, put the CD in the car and <laughs> practice on back and forth to work. And, you know, and it was all about saving, saving marriages back then. But. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, my wife's pretty good. She'll uh so just can you please go in your office and close the door you know <laughs> and then it's, that just ramps me up so I, I tend to you know truck it or in the garage yeah yeah i'm always tuned on the damn background i mean that's always you know people say don't keep me in your truck yeah you shouldn't keep me in your truck but mine are in my truck a whole heck of a lot oh yeah <laughs> so i go back and forth a lot too on you know like our patriot line they're beautiful reeds. I mean, they're they're awesome. I love them, um, but they you know they don't sound any different than our our regular reeds. You know, and I I go back to, well, do you want to spend five bucks on a reed or do you want to spend nine dollars on a reed? You know, because there's more costs in those calls. Just like if you add a dome, you know. So, right. my kind of my mantra for the company I think is, you know, we're building calls that are affordable for hunters, you know, hunters That's building important. calls for hunters. Yeah. And I'm going to keep prices down as long, you know, as long as I can on everything, you know, and, and that's kind of our niche, you know, we got quality calls for less money. So what's the difference in the tape? You have a regular gaff tape read and, or, and then what's the other? Yep. The decorated tape read is more of a vinyl or I don't know. I'm not even sure. Um, basically, uh, Mark Carlton, I work with Mark over so at, okay, uh, so yeah, it's, it's like that. The call, yeah. It's the call armor tape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Mark, Mark does the tape for me, and then I just build the calls. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that call armor tape because he made me a bunch of. There was a certain latex. We were sent me a package to test out reeds, and um, there was a latex that he ended up not using, and it happens to be my favorite on that mid-range cow sound, which I spend a lot of time in. Yeah, and uh, he made a, a bunch of them in the uh, the call armor for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. It does feel vinyl. So for you know, folks that are listening, 
that's the one I've talked about previously that it does not absorb the spit it kind yeah. of shuns it off it's a little stiffer call you know when you first get it in your mouth but it'll mold and dry to the to the shape of your mouth yeah, which is kind of cool Joe said it earlier too is it, it has to be in there and you have it has to get warm yeah. it is very rigid and I yeah. think for me initially I mean a few years ago five years ago six years ago I met Wayne and uh, grabbed some rivets from him and that was the hardest part for me was getting used to the diaphragm and it wasn't the front it was the back you know the the, the dome if you will Metal. of the diaphragm that I could feel on the back of my palate and it, it just not to say it was off-putting but again I'm a creature of habit so it was like man just feels freaking weird right yeah but then you understand the value of it when you're on the mountain for 10 12 15 30 days and you can put that call in your mouth and never take it out um you may kill the latex but you're not killing that damn call armor right 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 you yeah. don't get blue bleed things like that so there's yeah. a huge benefit in it um and i think well see and i can't do it people i say oh, i just trim the call away. yeah i i I agree. It's it's hard to trim calls. It is. There's no way to be precise. No. Right. No. So you're gonna have you're gonna end up creating you know channels for air to flow through. I just assume just set that sucker in there and learn how to use it. Oh yeah. Right. It it just makes sense. Preference gaff tape. Right. Because yeah. I can move that sucker. Oh yeah. In my mouth. Yeah. It's real pliable. It's, yeah, and, yeah. It, it's pliable. It's comfortable everywhere. Uh, and not miss a beat with it but downside is i gotta pull it out let it air out so i usually carry two to three yeah so then when one soaked the other one gets dropped in yeah all armor you could have one of them it's good though your your theory is good on those because you know you don't want to have just one call that you use constantly all the time and you don't switch off because you'll you know you'll wear the call out and then you're in the middle of your hunt week and you got to pull a brand new call out and you know, it might not be broken in quite right, you know, so if you can break in three or four, it's a good strategy. Yeah. So, so talk, that's that's a very interesting topic. So I can pull the call out of the package and I don't feel like I need any breaking period. And whether that's just because- Jeff's that way to, too. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't, I just don't see it. Like I hear people talk about it, understand, yeah. you know, wanting to stretch the latex out a little bit. Um, but for me, like, it's like, okay, that's, you know, I'll do that little touch. Okay, that's the latex. I understand how it feels, and I'm able to call on it. Right. Yep. So talk about that stretch and yeah. So in. for me personally, I can do that too. I can open it up, stick it right in my mouth, and sound pretty decent. But I'm pretty critical of myself, you know, because I've been calling for so long, and I call it contests. And you know, my son's the same way. He'll open up a triple reed, stick it in his mouth, and let out a bugle. I'll be like, holy shit, you know, that's that's, that's a bugle right there, man. But for us as callers, it's just quite not broken in yet, because I can tell myself, well, yeah, that sounded good, but you know that wouldn't cut it if i was on stage so right. you know i gotta work this call in just a little bit more but in the field no problem you know what's the line in the sand between stage calling and out in the field right because we're playing oh man it's audience. huge it's like a fence man i mean it's like for me personally i know you know Corey and uh, a few of the guys would argue with me because you know they run through the woods with their hair on fire and they're screaming at bulls you know getting their faces and stuff but i have different strategies you know i do a lot of cow calling when i'm in the woods a lot of cold calling and and i'm not doing a lot of buzz bugling and lip balls and you know grunting and chuckling and you know if bulls are doing that with me then i'll then, pull then i'll pull it out. out but most of the time i'm doing little location bugles 
trying to sound smaller than they are. But I'm hunting a lot of OTC. You know, I'm not hunting a lot of limited units where there's 350, 380 bulls running around. So, yeah, I don't want to intimidate the bulls. You know, I mean, and have them run off. Approach. Plus, I'm getting old and I can't chase them like I used to. So, <laughs> yeah, it's another similar approach. I beat myself up, man, and I'm like, I'm just doing it. And I always go, Why did I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's down, yeah. downhill in. You know, that's the worst you could do is downhill in, man, when the age starts to get you. And it's always like on the second day of the hunt, and you're like, Oh my God, I got nine days to go. Why did I do that on the second day? You know, should have done it on the last day. And then I'd be done. You consider naps <laughs> and longer time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have to, it's funny because I have to fight myself sometimes. It's like, I get one month to do this. That month is crowded as hell. OTC or in some of the easier to get in units, right? Because I'll yep. spend, I'll spend four points just to, just to spend four points. To me, it's like chasing points nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. freaking birds right so i have one month to do this so i have to fight like oh man i'd love to just lounge around you know? yeah and like yeah. it's it harder and harder man yeah um so we we're talking stage oh uh, yeah because we're playing to two different audiences when we talk stage exactly woods right so it's it's and correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like the stage we want to be very excited very very loud right yeah yeah angry Resonance, like anger, yeah carrying everything way longer than we actually would in the woods exactly right? yeah it's it's very it's very odd to me that we're yes we're talking the language but we're and no offense to stage callers but we're very freaking mechanical and robotic about what we were for, what we're doing per se we're trying to emulate like like uh, bulls in Rocky Mountain National Park in the heat of the rut, like 380 bulls that are like going at it, screaming their heads off, chuckling, grunting, raking trees and, you know, really getting after it, you know, which I don't do that in the woods very often unless unless I'm really going in aggressive with a bull that's really bugling. And really getting after How it. How often does that happen and anymore? Not, not too often. Right. I mean, I coax more bulls in with cow calls than I do with bugles. I was just talking honestly. to Bill over at Slayer, and, and I was, you know, I started talking about raking. He goes, "Dude, I under," he goes, "I never knew about raking for you know until a couple of years ago. Like, I always just blew it off." And I'm like, right. That raking outside of being solo, yeah, raking is man, it's, it's huge. awesome. Yeah, huge. It is just. I've know, moved elk that were hung up just by raking oh you can bring them yeah. in. i mean the biggest problem with it is, is you know like i said with bill if you're solo there's some detriment to it unless you know when and how to move yeah some suckers are going to be frontal and they're going to be behind something right yeah <laughs> you know so yeah like, and if you and if you're raking a tree where's your bow you know you better have your bow nearby or at least in the other hand or something you that's know? that's me right i'm i'm holding my arrow like yeah. this and i got my bow and i'm <laughs> Because that's damn, the worst. Draw yeah. back after five minutes of raking. Oh, right. You yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah. You tell me how that arm is feeling. Exactly. Break a sweat, huffing and puffing, and trying to draw back after a good rake session is fun, man. Yeah. It's a good deal. So, how do folks, how do they get a hold of you? If they have questions, where can they find you guys? Yep. So, we're, um, we got a website, you know, milehighnotegamecalls.com. My number is 303-961-1991. You can call me anytime. You know, I try to answer my phone pretty regularly and you can book 
one-on-one classes with me if you want to you know up your game a little bit on the calling piece you know i've helped hundreds of people by now you know literally at my house one-on-one face-to-face you know i can critique you and and really get you uh making the cow sounds and the bull sounds and fitting the reed in your mouth correctly you know i've got a couple different size diaphragms will get you on the right track and then for guys that just want to get better they're pretty good you know i can teach you how to uh incorporate your your own sound into your calling to bring it up to more realistic sounds you know so um but i am busy august for me is you know from about mid-july to mid-august i've got classes almost every night of the week which is great you told me that last year yeah that blows my mind because you're by that in my head in my world in my realm and in my prep i I should be dialed by that right and the fact that that's your busiest period is like oh you guys are just talking shit about putting the work in right (laughs) right right my favorite clients are the ones that are booking with me right now man it's like i next week i've got two classes next and i'm like these are the guys that you know, they're going to come to my class. They're going to get everything out of it they can in the two hours that I work with them. And then, you know, they're going to go go away for four weeks and come back a better caller and want to get better, you know. And I, I'll work with some guys. You know, I, I might have three or four classes with them, five classes with them before the season starts. Right. So for them, the best case scenario, yeah. right? And yes, I'm talking a little bit of mess about that last minute prep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then, some people think it's pretty easy to just throw a call in your mouth and and learn it, but it does take some serious practice. I mean, it takes practice to get just to get the call down, to get the the different tonal qualities, the different pitch, to understand how to manipulate the call. But the biggest piece of it to me is always the language, because you can have a half decent sound and say the right thing, right? right? Because I mean, I had a bull last year, and I and I immediately as soon as I heard him, I'm like, oh, that's Lister Reed. I named him. Right. It was like he had his head back and he was just, I was like, man, is, are his lungs full of blood? Like right, yeah, that just that moan kind of He just had this growly. gargle. Yeah. Was, everything he did was gargly. And I was like, oh, that's Listerine. <laughs> um, but so my point is, you don't have to sound the best on the diaphragm, but you got to know what to say. That's the hardest part. So if you're learning how to sound in July, August. Right. Man, you're going into September not knowing what to, to say, say. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you want to talk about, in my opinion, the biggest detriment if you're going to go out and call elk, it's that right there. Yeah. Because you'll send them, you might have them 40 yards away, and they may answer you once. If you answer wrong, guess what? See you later. He's 400 yards away. Yeah. Like they yeah. are, I'm not sure if it's education or if it's just, their adaption to what we're doing in the woods all the time, what evolution, whatever it is, they're keen to a lot of the BS that we pull out there. And it, yeah. it'll blow up that situation. The guys are like, oh, you got hung up. No, he left. Right. You said the wrong <laughs> you shit. Said the wrong he thing. left. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic. And a lot of my classes are built around that as well. My two-hour uh, royal, I call it the royal bull class. Um, the second hour is... A seminar, an alcoholic seminar, and I talk about what to say, when not to call, when to call, you know, those types of things, and, and really go through my 31, 32 years of 
hunting elk and all the errors I've made them. You know, I'm still making errors today. Yeah. So uh, if I can help some guys, you know, avoid some of my mistakes that I've made over the years, then I like to do that. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's the best place to be, right, is, is failure. I, I want, you know, I want everybody to be successful out there. But, man, if a guy ain't going out and failing over and over and over, I feel bad for him. Yeah, it's that's like, how you learn. You got to yep. You gotta get your dick kicked in in the elk woods to really appreciate what it is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it just you watch guys from year to year, and I'll talk to guys from year to year that are kind of you know going into it. Me year to year, you year to year. We're always learning. Yeah. So you know they're getting their their teeth kicked in, and they're coming back even stronger the next time, right? They're looking at it right, like okay, what did I do? Evaluating the piss out of it. It's amazing, man. The pursuit is just. It's just next level. And then you see you see people grow in humility and laying their BS down and, and their approach, not just in the Elkwoods, but to how they start approaching everything. It, right. It's just, what a, it's just an amazing... It, the awesome thing about it, too, you know, is all that learning, you know, there's disappointment in there. But when you step back away from it, it's just freaking awesome, oh, man. Dude. I mean, yeah. you know, even failure is yeah. awesome in the in the elk woods. The I mean, about what, what, it's like, wow, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, that bull was blowing snot on my face. I didn't get my bow pulled back, and you know, it didn't work out. But holy crap, what man, else, that was awesome. What other endeavor have you ever done in your life where you have tried and tried and tried and failed and failed and failed and took pride? in every moment right, of it right. and didn't feel like a yeah. fucking loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Any, any other, any, I mean, any maybe other a weatherman or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. But. Right, but it's like, okay, that was that was an absolute lesson. Let me try this, right? Right. Dick kicked in again and he's yeah. like, going back for more. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, man, that, that is the perfect endeavor. And if you can transfer that to other avenues of life, man, there's no stopping oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's my opinion yeah. of it, you know. It is... Uh, it's just an amazing roller coaster of uh, of a month. That's yeah. the worst part of it all. It's only a I know, month. And, and then and you wait for it all year, and yeah, it's over and, in a and blink of an eye. Man, there's only a hand, I should, uh, you know, broad stroke in here. There's a handful of folks that could actually go on that mountain for a month, right? Right, and hunt hard for a yeah. month. You know, so the majority of folks, five to ten days is yeah. all they get. And a ten day hunt. I did a ten day hunt last year, and it was. A hard 10 days i mean we busted it out and i'm telling you you know we were going to be up there 14 and my son was still going and you know my buddies and all of our buddies you know they're all in their 30s and i'm almost 60 so you know but by day nine man i had to, i had to take a break and i was like i i'm not going out today i gotta just like stay back at camp rest the body and then maybe come up fresh and then i ended up getting sick man i missed the last four days i got really bad bronchitis and just oh it was terrible i went out one evening and then i just called it i was like no too much man be back this year man. yeah i will be <laughs> you bet well good deal man i appreciate the, you bet. the chance to sit down man it's it been great shooting with you yep. and uh you know that uh that bugle to folks check out mile high note um get your hands on it uh They'll be in the Bailey, um, what is that, American Bowman shoot for Western Hunt Fest. I believe you guys are there, right? I, I'm not sure if we're going to be there yet or not. I got to get some 
stuff worked out. It's my anniversary that day. So oh, <laughs> the shoot yeah. day. So I got to figure out what's going on in the national contest is that day also. So I don't know if my guys are going to be available or what's happening yet, but, but not, we'll definitely, booth, I'll have yeah. my tube and be happy to blow on it for you. Um, and let you, let you at least fondle it. So yeah. Appreciate the time, man. <laughs> All right, buddy.